So, hello everybody. My name is Chris Rivera, Director of Client Relations with Integrity, and uh, we want to say happy Friday to everybody. Uh, thank you for joining. Um, hope everybody's safe and sound out there. And, and uh, with the holiday coming up, make sure that we you know, stick to um, responsible plans. But you know, today we wanted to share with you um, some uh, ideas and feedback on metrics and key performance indicators in relation to your offshore team. And with me, I have Sia Kal of FYUSA and also the chairman of Integrity, uh, Sean Perrick. So I uh, uh, want to get started right away. And uh, I know Sia is uh, etching to, uh, to, to come up with some ideas here. So Sia, um, take it away. Okay, thank you, Chris. I'm on the, uh, on the edge of my seat, and I can't wait to, <laughs> to grab hold of these topics and wrestle with them, right? It's gonna be yes, absolutely. You wear the creative hat in the group. Well, well. <laughs> so we, whenever we are, you know, trying to do something, we go to Sia, so Sia takes care of everything. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping that any, most things I create are going to be good. So we'll see. We'll let our audience be a judge of that. Uh, welcome, everyone. If you're joining us uh, from wherever you are, uh, we welcome you to uh, the, today's uh, Facebook Live event here. Um, it is my honor to share the stage with uh, Sean and Chris. Uh, and really the topic for today is uh, metrics and key performance indicators re related to your offshore team. Um, you know, uh, for those of you who know me, you know I've been uh, coaching accounting businesses. We do joint venture partnerships now. And so uh, the offshore team has been a, a, a integral part of a lot of the firms we work with and their ability to, to grow, to scale their business, and to uh, improve the performance, the overall performance. So uh, I've been intimately involved with this particular aspect of, uh, of an accounting business for quite some time. And that's how we're all related here, not biologically. Um, obviously, I don't have the good looks that, that Sean has or Chris, but you know, but somehow we're all related and we impact each other. And uh, this was one of the main reasons, frankly, uh, we we decided to partner up with uh, Integrity because, first of all, uh, we were a little bit biased because we had seen the good work that they had done on uh, on the uh, firms that we've been working with. And so we thought, well, hey, what's good for us is good for others as well. Let us uh, uh, let us collaborate to make a bigger, more positive impact. In the in the industry, so having said that, um, it's uh, anything we do, folks, is we, we track and measure. Without tracking and measuring, it's really no point of of having any activity because because we want to know how well we're doing, right? Uh, Self accountability is is key to any kind of uh, uh, sustainable uh, growth uh, in business. So that's why we're talking about metrics and key performance indicators as it relates. To the offshore team. Uh, so, Sean, you 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 know you've had you've seen it all, right? You've seen it from uh, all different types of perspectives, different types of firms, from smallest to the largest firms out there, and um, you've seen what works, what becomes a challenge, and how that all of that 
can be tracked and measured uh, by some key performance indicators and some metrics. What are, I want to just pass it on to you and just kind of let you take it whichever direction we go, we're along for the ride. So thank you, Sia. Thank you, Chris, uh, for today's podcast. I think uh, often, you know, we talk to accounting firms day in, day out. We are running across, you know, acquiring client, retaining client. We, we lose, you know, the track sometimes that what is the real impact uh, that we are making uh, uh, in the life of accountants. You know, uh, when we look at key performance indicators, I, my philosophy is little, you know, uh, is, is you, you can track, number one, you have to track, but it is not just about profitability, tracking net margins, gross margins. You know, those are, those are very important and those are there. But mm-hmm. it is much bigger impact, you know, where offshore staffing makes to the lives of accountants, you know, mm-hmm. how we can track that. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, we can, we will definitely go deep into this after, you know, as you said, Sia, we have been working, you have been working, all of us endeavor to, you know, make, make life of accountants uh, better, you know, uh, make them make make their life a little more easier, a little more comfortable. Bring mm-hmm. balance to the life of their team, uh, mm-hmm. their life. Uh, however, when we were thinking about this topic, when you suggested that we should do this topic, because you know nobody talks about. Everybody talks about you know savings, sixty percent savings, seventy percent savings in labor cost. Hire people nine ten dollars an hour, eleven dollars an hour. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's no brainer. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that you need to track. Practically speaking, when you hire somebody instead of $40 an hour, $50 an hour, $100 an hour versus $10 or $15 an hour. So there right. is this huge gap, which, yeah. you know, which is a no-brainer. For, so there is nothing to track practically. But, yeah. but when, I, when I had a second look at uh, what you suggested, it actually made, uh, me, made me think that it is very important to track things which are you know, fundamentally important. So right. I have kind of breakdown this into two aspects. One is a little short-term tracking mm-hmm. and uh, other one is long-term, which is really important for me. Mm-hmm. In short-term, um, uh, can I share my screen? I believe you can, yes. Yep, thanks. Yeah, unless Chris is objecting, which I don't see him objecting. Okay, so we could be- can, you, can you see we my could see it. Yeah, we could see it. Okay, so in short run, it's, it's very, very conventional, you know, the capacity, you measure the capacity, you had, uh, let's say, uh, uh, you know, this many, num- this many people, and mm-hmm. now you had 350 hours added to your capacity every month. So mm-hmm. it's easily trackable. Mm-hmm. Savings, you know, traditional, again, traditional metrics. So as you onboard, let's say uh, you hire one full-time offshore staff working 160 hours a month for you, 40 hours a week for you. Mm-hmm. giving you productivity of 160 hours. The simple, mm-hmm. the simple savings matrix is you have the same work done onshore for you yep. at $50. You're getting it done $10. $40 is the incremental gain getting into your pocket before tax multiplied mm-hmm. by number mm-hmm. of hours. Mm-hmm. A very, very short-term minimalistic approach to tracking, you know, performance and productivity of this. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece of, you know, how you can do it. I'll come to long term later in our discussion. But if mm-hmm. you ask me uh, on a shorter term, uh, 
this is something probably any accountant uh, would uh, track uh, in terms of key performance indicators. Yeah, uh, good, uh, good um, short-term components to look at, uh, Sean. I agree with you. I think um, it's important to acknowledge, especially because we're talking about KPIs and we're talking about metrics, that those are the things that we target and we measure to see how we're doing otherwise in other areas in terms of how we're handling our offshore team. Um, to know how well we're doing, we're looking at the KPIs and metrics. But I have witnessed this on many occasions where the, the key performance indicators become the only thing that people care about, as if we just want to pound away the team to get to the specific number, target number. And on, on the surface, it may appear like this is, oh, we're so focused and we've got a very specific number in terms of whatever, your our EBITDA or our utilization or whatever, and we're just trying to hit that number and we're just going to pound, pound, pound to, to hit that number. The problem with that is that if we don't put the systems in place and we don't think about how we're going to get to that KPI, how we're going to get to that target, right? So measuring it is one thing, but hitting a target requires some preliminary work that you would do on a short-term basis and, of course, on a long-term basis. That's how it makes the uh, KPI tracking more uh, uh, with, with better impact, uh, more meaningful. Uh, personally, you know, I've, I've looked at, you know, there's, there's two sort of separate, in my mind, you, you uh, uh, divided it into short-term versus long-term. Uh, uh, also, there is the sort of the firm's KPI, and then there's very specific things related to the offshore team, right? And some of the no-brainers, of course, for the firm is the EBITDA, is, of course, your profitability, and then you have your utilization, you have your realization, and you have your average hourly rate. All those things ought to improve when you have your offshore team um, and it's functioning well. Now, that's firm-related, which, yes, encompasses your offshore team. But there's very specific things for the offshore team, which is, you know, one of the things that I do with our, uh, the firms that we work with now is we actually look at utilization separately on-site versus offshore just to see because there's a, it's a little bit of a diff different dynamic and you need to be able to distinguish the two a little bit. Um, that's one. Two, uh, there's, there's other twos that I'll get to in just a bit. I don't want to uh, uh, filibuster this conversation. But uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on some of the things you've heard Sean mention and you heard me say? Um, and speaking with clients, literally right before this call, yeah. um, I was speaking with a client and, and something that was important was uh, turnaround time, right? Mm -hmm. and, and in order for them to be efficient, um, and this is a very, very particular instance to where they had, they know exactly 1.5, 1.75, 1.25, how long it takes. And they asked us, you know, how long does it take for our associates to do that specific work? Um, by all means, they're, they're, they, they can find out interviewing them, but uh, turning around that work quickly will then correlate with how 
efficiently they're operating and um, meeting their other metrics as well. But the the turning it over, turning over that work quickly is the most important part, um, uh, especially since I just heard it, you know, right on a recent call. Interesting how fresh it is, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, Sean. You mentioned uh, you, you were you shared with us some short-term things, but you mentioned that there's some long-term metrics that you also look at. Um, will you mind sharing those with us yeah, as well? Sure. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, my thought process here is uh, we work together to uh, in a success of accounting firm, and uh, and success is different for everyone. For Chris, it is different. For me, it is different. For you, it is different. Uh, well, success is, you know, when your business allows you to spend time with your family. When business, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you like what you're doing. It, you know, you are good with your colleagues and, and at the same time, you enjoy the sport that you play. So it's, it's very relative. So, so any key matrix that I want to have in longer run mm -hmm. would, be, would be a combination of professional and personal success. It would never be like, you know, an EBITDA that's, that's yeah. coming out. It would never be like higher gross margin. So I was thinking through it and I, I thought that I, 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 I have thought this before and I can put it in a presentation. So I, so, you know, it, it makes it a little more clear. So I'm going to share a slide with you again. Can you, mm -hmm. can you see my slide? Yes. Yes. Very so, well. Yeah. In longer run, um, one of the things and then, you know, everyone wants, that they want to spend more time with family. Mm -hmm. So what is the percentage or what is the amount of time reduction that has happened mm -hmm. in partners or owners spending in mm -hmm. their firm, what mm -hmm. we call as partner in time. Mm -hmm. That is a success. success. Mm -hmm. What is the amount of workload that has reduced on your senior management, on mm -hmm. your leadership team, on your onshore team? Mm -hmm. And one of the most exciting uh, measure in longer run is profit time measure. I know this is something that we have kind of uh, come up with and we always highlight to our all prospective and actual client. Profit mm -hmm. time measure is, I was discussing this with Chris and Chris might know this, you know. Chris was, you know, thinking that this was an average, uh, you know, billable, increase in billables. This is actually... But when you invest one hour in your business, what are you taking home? Yeah, yeah. When you, yeah. when you, your billables might be $500 an hour, but you don't know your overheads are $300. You might be yeah. making $100 an hour, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what are you taking home, home after investing an hour in your business? So that's where we thought that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this are, and, and again, uh, this profit time measure not only improves by improve, I mean, high bottom line. No, it also improves when your investment or your energy behind your firm reduces. Your investment in time re reduces. So, yes, these are the three metrics. You know, we we uh, I think are very very important in long term, and and if offshore staffing in some way contributes to these factors. Mm -hmm. And we have seen offshore staffing has contributed significantly to this three key performance indicators. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Sia, if you, if you don't mind, I can share one of the live examples with you. Uh, 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 
this is an example uh, i don't i don't know whether i have shared this with you or not but this is an example of one of our our, our existing clients one of the mm-hmm. one of our very old clients mm-hmm. before starting you know they were like four people four four partner firm based out of new jersey chris mm-hmm. knows them very well and mm-hmm. right next to right next to chris's window yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, they had no offshore staff they're doing great 4 million in revenue 1.2 million in profits mm-hmm. partner in time what we talk about investment in time that partner makes all all the four in total uh, their average work week was 40 hours a week and and the profit time measure you know the profitability divided by partner in time which is basically what you are taking home mm-hmm. for putting you know uh, work into your firm uh-huh. here is the situation how it changes in 3 to 4 years time so that's where the real impact is felt that you know now you have seven staff member offshore staff member working you have mm-hmm. you have seen a real growth of 39% in your revenue good growth of 90% in your profitability of course mm-hmm. great growth but mm-hmm. more more and more impactful or more and more uh, uh, achievement which we we call it is is partners in time so we have seen about 16% reduction in partners partner time behind their firm which means mm-hmm. their firms are running independently without their involvement so mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. something you know we always chase yeah. i want you know yeah. I, i one of my uh, colleague michael you know he is he is one of our partners also in the business he's a cpa yeah. since 30 35 years he told me you know when i started my practice what i did was i i i went to every client and told him that you know i am the genius so work with me yeah and that is now coming after me they all want me yeah. not myself yeah. yeah so yeah. and i am only one person so uh yeah. you know in businesses like accounting you know you are sometimes trapped uh, yeah. in your own yep. business model so yeah. average work week you know 6.5 hours reduction and the profit time measure which i told you about that's a big achievement where when, when when you get maximum value out of your same energy so that's kind of my side of you know uh, thinking yeah. uh, which is little more little professional little social where we have a balance of of how we look at you know uh, achievements or how we look at improvement or impact uh, sometimes we tell you know the financial numbers that you know we yeah. are here last year we added 61 million dollars to the bottom line of our clients out of our yeah. annual survey yeah. but that's not everything yeah yeah uh, after that am i are are they happy with us are they satisfied are they finding it okay you know that this is the company that we are working with are they happy in their you know business so this is all important to evaluate so i thought these are some of the fa- metrics which which i think are are important and can really give uh, an idea of of how the impact we as an offshore staffing company has been able to positively make to the life of accounting firms that's a uh, shawn those numbers you shared are very commonly discussed i'm sure chris discusses them with his clients uh as much as we also see them and our clients in the impact that they have you know and and for us at fy keep in mind uh the way we uh the way we actually 
make a um, make our income, make our revenue, is not because of what we charge on a monthly basis, but because of the impact we have and the profit. Uh, and so for us, this is very near and dear to our heart because this is really impacting the core of what a business should really pay attention to in terms of profit and, and time, as you mentioned. Um, you know, the whole, the whole world is either talking about money or it's making money or it's spending money. And it seems like it's the money that, that, that everyone is chasing, but it's just a common language for other things that varies from person to person, including something you cannot have more of, which is time. So being able to, I think it goes beyond just a profitability, what an offshore team's impact could be, which is really giving, uh, uh, expanding and utilizing the very limited time that you have so that you can spend it on other things. Now, that may be spending more time with family. That may be spending more time on doing more important work uh, or that will impact your clients and so on and so forth. But I look at those numbers and it, it almost is like a spinning image of some of the clients that uh, we've been working with and what you guys have done in regards to helping them out. And one one thing, Sia. Yeah. One more thing that probably motivated me to partner with you was huh? the social objective that you uh, attached to your business. You always wanted, it's not just about making more. It's about where that money goes. That's what you, I remember, I still remember you told me that in the first meeting that yeah. what we are trying to do here is, is, is not just about helping them to make more money. It's yeah. also that where that money goes after making is just into the, it's just going to the retirement account. We are not, yeah. we are not, you know, you told me that yeah. if yeah. it's just going yeah. to their retirement account, I think we are not a partner for you, but yeah, yeah. if it is going, doing something more meaningful, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I still remember that conversation, and that's 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 so important, you know, uh, when we when we are doing uh, and working, it is very very important to have uh, that that with us. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I rem I remember the same conversation like it was yesterday, um, and uh, that's that's that was one of the main reasons why I think we we just fitted so well together, uh, because ultimately, and and I really. You know, I go through a journey with with partners where they where they actually realize, Sean, that it is really devaluing your full ability to make an impact when you're just so zero in on this almighty dollar, right? Uh, because it is just we do everything just to serve it. It's it's like almost a god we serve, right? Uh, and 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 that what can we do to make more of it? But when, when you shift your perspective and you realize, okay, I've got a duty, a responsibility that goes beyond the performance of the firm, but the performance of the firm will allow me to make a bigger impact in the world. So, so there is an uh, um, objective here. It shifts the way we look at the responsibility. It's no longer, hey, how can I make this better for me? But it's, look, I got to be my best version of my business in order for me to be able to address the need that is out there and, and people who require uh, our attention, right? That we may get nothing out of it, but being able to be in a position to impact them. 
And that, by the way, includes uh, people like your team. It includes your offshore team. I want to mention two things, Chris, uh, that, that are very near and dear to my heart. And I wonder what your take is on this as well as Sean's. And that it, you know, for your onshore team, when you give them things to do, if, if you hire someone tomorrow and you want them to, to whether in the accounting or tax or whatever, you got to spend some time letting them know how a client likes their work to be done, how their bookkeeping, they like it to look and feel and taste and smell. And that same requirement, that requirement doesn't go away because you're dealing with an offshore team. And if you just spend a little, this is where I see lacking a lot of times when people are like, well, I don't know if offshore thing is working. And then I asked a question, do you provide feedback when you get to work? Do you train your team as to how the clients like things to be done so that your offshore team understands those things? You, you got to enable your team to, to you got to set them up for success. And that requires investing beyond just paying the paycheck, just as you would with your onshore uh, uh, team. Chris, what are your uh, personal experiences with that when you, when you talk to uh, clients about these things? Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that because um, they, there's a different mindset in the beginning. And, 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 it, and it caught me off guard uh, when, when I was initially doing this uh, years ago. And for some reason, they just think like uh, they're robots or interchangeable parts or you know, how, what do I do? And I, I was trying to figure out how to relay it out to uh, the client here. And I said, you just literally treat it like it's your own team member. That's it. And when I said that one sentence, it was just mind blowing. They were like, I just, I just treat it like my own team. Or, yeah, what do you do now for an employee? Oh, I set up an email. You set up an email for them. Oh, okay. And, and, and then what else do you do next? Do you show that you set up their software login? Yeah, that's it. And then what do you show them the next steps and how you like things? That's it. But literally when you just, just make it simplify it and realize that this is a long-term solution, whether or not you know, you hire full-time, part-time. This is a long-term solution to help complement your onshore team for better mm -hmm. productivity and, and, uh, and, 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 and to continue to scale and grow whatever your plan is in place. But literally that one sentence, treat it like it's your own team member, was just mind-blowing and has made it uh, so... And, and we've had clients uh, literally tell me like, hey, Chris, you said treat it like it's your own team member. I'm flying my associate from India over for our team retreat. And I'm like... What? Awesome. You know, they yeah. take it to a whole new level, which is good to see. Yeah, yeah that's that's great. Sean, uh, what if, if for, for those who are listening, who already uh, have offshore teams and they're looking for ways to um, improve the, the experience for the team, uh, because the better experience your offshore team has, the more um, uh, well, they, the more they will produce and the better. What if you want to give them one or two advice, what would it be in order for them to make a considerable change in the way they handle their offshore team? What would, what would it be? What would be your advice? So two, two, uh, I would again segment this in two pieces. One is quantitative and second is qualitative. Okay. So the quantitative one is uh, you need to sit back and see today half of the America has gone remote. Yeah. Half of the America has completely remote so we, yep. we have been working remotely since long yep. time, but today mm -hmm. America is and mostly most part of the world is 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 forced to go remote. Uh, so 
remote uh, working is you know not just new normal it's it's something where we don't have to educate them now which we yeah. used to do before march so yeah. for, unfortunately we are on the you know i mean we are having the tailwinds of this unfortunate situation of of growing so one thing i want to tell them is today if your employee is working remotely from any part of america it is yep. remote whether it is you know mumbai yeah. or miami so yeah. you need to identify what part of your firm can be offshore or can be remote how many how many uh, task if there are if you segregate about 150 tasks that are happening in your accounting firm how many of them whether 100 120 110 50 60 can be done by an offshore team that is the step one that's so go back to drawing board you know list of those those tasks of your firm and tick those tasks that you know this can be done by my offshore team and that's mm-hmm. where you gradually start scaling up from there i'm not saying that overnight you know transfer everything to your offshore team no but that gives you a little plan that you know there are 79 tasks that can be done by my offshore team right now what they are doing is 12 oh my god what about the next rest 67 let's start with 10 every month and mm-hmm. you know let them do this 10 task although yeah. it is little you know quality i mean quantitative as i said mm-hmm. and we have recently kind of published an ebook mike really uh, wrote a very good ebook in which mm-hmm. you know he said that 100 plus task which can be done by an offshore team maybe chris you can put this up into the comment box if somebody wants to look at the book okay yeah i was going to say how how would people have access to it so they can Yeah. they can come into the uh, comment box and yes. they will see it there right okay and the second thing and mm-hmm. i think we are running out of time but yeah second thing what i would say is the shift in the mindset uh, that is that is needed so mm-hmm. first is about you know how to do it second is why yeah so yeah. Uh, well uh, i was talking to one of my colleague today and he's saying that uh, uh, some of the times people say you know uh you know i want to keep the jobs locally or you know sometimes they say that we are not used to offshore staffing sometimes they say that you know uh we have never tried this so or sometimes they say that this is just for our data entry needs nothing else and we are comfortable comfortable so in those situations uh, uh the, the the fundamental thing is we'll have to have a mindset change that is probably uh required uh, uh where you are more open i mean in when we me and chris kind of were putting up our presentation together for the webinar uh we have one section what we called is this is our client and this is not our client we have clearly mentioned there that anybody who has a track record of failure to implement or track record of of uh not sharing or not opening up is not our client yeah so, yeah uh, having a change uh, mindset or open mindset to for for change to improve uh, one quick comment i want to make is that what i've realized sean is that um, it, it is a good idea or not as a good idea it's almost required to designate someone who would be responsible to make sure your offshore team has what they need uh, in terms of they got the work and sometimes yeah, you have a situation yeah sometimes you have a situation where multiple people on a firm is sending work 
but there's no one there to gauge how much of that capacity is being filled. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's short, sometimes it's too much, and it causes issues with turnaround time that we were talking about earlier. So that would, that would be one uh, comment that I would make. And the last thing I would say, I don't know if, uh, if you are joining us for this Facebook webinar, uh, we had to entice Sean to, um, to uh, uh, join us at our, uh, at our event in November. So if you guys are a big fan of Sean, like I am, and uh, you wanted to see him in action, we're gonna go into some of the details more in details than what we just talked about today, uh, November 12th and 13th. Uh, look that up, and um, and I can't wait to uh, I can't wait for me to get in the audience and just watch Sean do his thing. Uh, but I just wanted to drop that out there for anyone who may be. Well, interested. if you're selling in my name, you'll not get attendees. See, yeah, you're I'm selling. In, if you are selling in my name, you are you'll not get attendees. You better sell in your name. <laughs> Well, I, I tell you what, I think that one of the things that, that it's interesting you say, and I know we're going over time, but just bear with me. I know you're there. And, oh, it's Friday. Don't worry. It's Friday, right? <laughs> uh, the thing is that we just really in this, this uh, uh, workshop conference we decided to do was meant not to be celebrity driven, right? This is about you, meaning you, the attendees. And it's more about substance than hype. And the reason why I like Sean or I like other, other speakers, we have Linda Hamilton, we have uh, people presenting from, uh, from um, a Hinge and from uh, Carbon, but it is not so, it's not the, to attract people and play on the celebrity status to get people to, uh, to show up. But in, instead we, we went deeper than that. And we said, okay, what do we need to provide in order for, attendees to leave the conference feeling like, hey, I got tangible things, real solutions for real problems that I can apply immediately. And we're doing things it, that it has never done before. And so I'm very excited. But uh, Sean, I think you you discount your, uh, your, uh, your pull in the market. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Chris, I'm going to well, give it back uh, to you. Yeah, you want to mention the dates and maybe we can Put the link into the comment box. Sure. The dates are November yeah. 12th and 13th. It's a virtual event. Thursday November and Friday. 12th. Yes. And by the way, we do have an early bird special, and the code is E, a capital E as in Edward, capital B as in Bird, 2024. Those of you who are listening, please check us out at accountablefirms.com. Back to you, Chris. Thank you, everyone. I think it was a good podcast. and. Yeah, Accountable 2020, we are looking forward for the, I mean, to the conference, uh, being one of the partner in the conference. Thank you, Sia, for, for the partnership. And thank you, Chris. I think we, we can sign off. Have a good weekend, yeah. guys, and have a good weekend you to guys all in a couple of, weeks. of the of this live podcast. Thank you.